You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, everyone. How are you all? I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I have a very exciting show lined up for you today since I have a guest on and it literally feels like forever since I had a guest on the show. I think it's been a couple of months. Now, I've mentioned before that I absolutely love to celebrate women on this show and my guest is absolutely fabulous. She is an exhibition sales specialist. She's worked in the um, events industry for 12 years in a variety of roles and I had the good fortune to meet her and I say meet very loosely, which I'll come on to explain in a minute, um, in her LinkedIn masterclass, which she held for the Excluded UK group earlier this year. Please put your hands together for the very fabulous Chloe Richardson. Woohoo! Round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. What a lovely intro. <laughs> it's so lovely to have you on. And now, as I mentioned, I'm going to say we met loosely because you were looking at a blank screen. You did an incredible LinkedIn masterclass for all the folk at uh, Excluded UK and we'll come on to that in a bit um, and it was wonderful I mean it was absolutely generous of you to use your time but you didn't see anyone on the other side and I didn't well I saw you but so you didn't know who you were talking to. No it's actually so weird with the with the webinar versions rather than the meets that we're so used to because yeah like you say you're literally just looking at a blank screen talking to yourself and you kind of forget and I think that's maybe why it's so easy to feel so natural and comfortable with it because you really are just chatting to yourself so you don't remember that there are a few hundred people on the other side watching you and so it becomes actually quite a nice little kind of almost therapeutic time where you're talking through something to yourself but to hundreds of others <laughs> almost <laughs> reconfirming it to yourself yes this is what yeah. we need to do exactly that was so brilliant I was so grateful I must say actually your insights into to LinkedIn were really really quite fabulous and helped and I did change quite a decent amount it was really brilliant Glad. absolute pleasure and I think it was something at the time that was needed by a lot of people because especially with the ex excluded community it was a bit of a panic moment what are we going to do how are we going to do business differently because so many of us were used to that traditional talking to customers face to face or even on the phone and so actually it proved to be to a lot of people quite valuable to be able to assess that social selling and the communication via social platforms which was an absolute pleasure to do and it's it's just been so nice to be able to do something even though it's not a huge thing but um I guess it's it helps and it helps own. absolutely yeah it helps massively and on that so was that your first time doing it through the you know internet medium if you like or the online medium yeah I think so because that was what back in May now and I, I think it's so, been yeah. about 30 or 40 since because people have since um brought me on to do one-to-one -one LinkedIn training and some companies have brought me in to train their whole department um, but yeah, in a terms of the virtual side, I'm pretty sure I did a little snapshot one a couple of weeks before that with somebody else who was looking at how to recruit through LinkedIn. And I gave a little bit of insight into not the recruitment element, but actually the commercial communication element. But normally before that, so the years before I'd always done it face to face in, in a coaching room. So it, it was definitely a different experience, but actually one that I've um, grown to really enjoy. And I think the LinkedIn stuff in particular I would continue to do online for the next few decades because I just find it really quite nice and easy and quick and it kind of is what LinkedIn should be I suppose just a quick burst of energy and then you can sit back and 
do nothing. Do that. And that's the thing, but it's really convenient as well, isn't it? You don't have to travel anywhere in that sense. So this right. online thing, it actually works. There's a few positives that have come out of this year, yeah. albeit very crazy. And we'll talk about that. But that kind of actually, I don't need to travel miles and hours to do this because it lends itself to the online Function. No, that's it. And I think what people have maybe been doing in the past, which was perhaps a mistake because they wanted to justify the travel and maybe the commute time, they were putting in hours and hours of coaching, which actually perhaps 90% of it wasn't really relevant or necessary. So people felt like they were spending all day learning, not tedious things, but maybe going over things that weren't necessarily pertinent to the point of what the coaching session was all about. Whereas when you don't have to justify that travel time and stuff, you can say, let's just do it 45 minutes or an hour. And that's the perfect amount of time to learn what you need to know. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. Well, let's talk about you because you've got a vast, an accolade of, you know, experience behind you in terms of working in the events industry and obviously leading up to 2020, (laughs) the things are brilliant. You know, you can see it online. Your website's beautiful, by the way. Let's learn a little bit about you leading up to this year and then perhaps, you know, how that's evolved for you because 2020 has been very interesting. Yes. Okay. Gosh, where do we begin? So I suppose the events journey really started. So when I was 18, I got a job as a singer at a holiday resort. So from 18 to 26, every single summer season, so six months, I'd go out to France and perform. And I ended up being entertainment manager at some of these parks and resorts. And then what I would do would be come back in the winter and find that obviously I had six, seven months of not a lot to do so when I was 18 I was also at uni and I ended up getting president of my halls at uni and so we ended up running the freshers week so it was two weeks down in University of Southampton and we had two weeks of um, parties and corporate events and sort of mini exhibitions for local businesses to try and target the student community and then it just ended up being something that I absolutely loved so when I graduated I was doing that in the winter doing event management and then I was still singing in the summers in 2016 I decided right it's time to be an adult at last (laughs) (laughs) grow up now and so I ended up working freelance for quite a few exhibition organizers where I would run their on-site sales So it would be a case of over a few days whilst they were doing an exhibition or a trade show, I would get involved and liaise with their customers to get on-site sales done. And then that sort of developed into doing consultations and I ended up being a strategy consultant for a lot of these exhibition organisers. And it just sort of snowballed into being a sales specialist for loads of exhibition organisers all over the world. Most of them are the biggest ones in the world, which all sounds really weird now that I say it out loud. And it was just me on my own, really. Um, So then I founded a company a few years ago. And then once that was a certain stage, I left and then founded another one, which is where I am now, which is ACA Events. So it was all going super well, had clients all over the world. um, And the day of lockdown which um we were just speaking before this recording about how we both suffered with with the coronavirus but actually and looking back I'm very glad I wasn't able to go because I did have corona at the time but the day of lockdown I was supposed to be in Sydney at an event I had a couple out there and then I was going to Vegas and then Toronto it's a really busy schedule and obviously that all got pulled um so then I've kind of yeah spent the first few months panicking in terms of what do we do And then obviously we've seen the whole birth of a new digital events world. So that's a quick summary, Natalie. Do you know what? That's really fantastic. And I I suppose the reflection for 2020, isn't it? It's it's how looking at folk like yourself and perhaps we'll explore a bit more how Mm. you've adapted, how you flex. And I think everyone was using the word agile or what was it? Pivot. Everyone's talking about pivoting, pivoting in, in, in this age. 
because it really hit everybody so hard at the uh, you know March time really when everything started to shut down and it, I mean we see it now even in the entertainment industry as well focus mm-hmm. still struggling actors and all, all of that you know big side yeah. of well entertainment generally in the arts isn't it and, and mm-hmm. events um but you are adapted and you have use what has been quite a challenging experience you and I've both been in the excluded UK category which for anyone who listening is not uh, aware of there's a group of individuals and a large group at that in the region of three million people who have fallen through the net in terms of government support and haven't had any kind of well support basically in terms of the fact that we haven't been able to work or we lost work uh, throughout this window. Now, there's a lot of people that are seriously struggling. I've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, we had savings and whatnot to help us through, but it's been quite a, a rocky, rocky roller coaster. It's not been easy at all. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you've experienced the same. Mm-hmm. How have you changed your mindset? Because you mentioned coaching earlier as well. You, you know, you yeah. coach in that sense. How have you helped yourself through this time? And what well, have you done? I think the first thing to pinpoint is probably that coaching was always a part of what I did as part of the sales strategy consultancy because I would coach the internal sales teams of my clients into how to have better commercial conversations and things like that so I was lucky in that I could draw upon the content I had been using pre-corona and actually it was all about how the customer is important how you need to have really good quality conversations things that have now become hot topics because we've realized in the commercial world if you don't have this now with your customers you're going to lose them so actually in a way I don't want to say in any way that I'm grateful that a pandemic happened but what it has done is shone the light on how we need to be better commercially so actually for my coaching stuff that was okay because it meant that all I really had to do was transfer the model of being in a room with 20 people to being online with 20 people. That part wasn't that difficult actually. And like you say, being excluded was hard because for many of us, I mean, I lost all of my contracts and because I'd only been in this new business for 18 months, I wasn't allowed to get a penny of support as we know. And so it was a case of, I had to find work somehow. And I was lucky enough that I could transfer the model. The hardest part for me was I am very much an extrovert. I struggle being inside. I don't like it. It's, it doesn't bring out the best in me. And so the hard thing to come to terms with was the fact that I wouldn't be able to be in front of real life people in terms of just the social aspect, I suppose. And I love travel. I get such a buzz from being on a plane. I was kind of doing 60 trips away each year with, with the jobs that I was doing. So that for me was the hard part. But I think I was lucky that I could use a part of my business. And also I've always been quite digitally apt I suppose so it's not been a huge journey for me whereas I know particularly with the events industry which has been built up of a lot of traditionalists for them in in the business event world at least it's been a case of oh my goodness what is this digital world what can we do with it is it going to be um profitable that kind of thing so I didn't have that which is a good thing I think which probably it was awful those first few weeks I mean I, I look back and it actually feels like a dream because I just remember it being so emotional and also I had corona as well and I lost everything and I thought what am I going to do but actually I think I probably got over it quicker than some because I didn't have to do that much to readjust my mindset I suppose. Yeah. Do you know what? That's a really interesting point you raise. And in fact, actually, I'm, I'm doing a bit of reflection since we're coming to the end of the year and I'd like, want to blog about it, write about it or, and whatnot, just, you know, what's gone through. And I was looking at my photos on my phone. Yeah. And actually, when you do start to look through what you've gone through, there are joyous moments. 
Mm. It's quite amazing. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of pain up front, which your the rose tinted glasses oh, do really shield you from. And I, I said I posted to somebody else the other day actually that yeah that those glasses have gone on my face now. So I look back and I kind of think actually there is a positive that's come out of this. Yeah. Um, but in that, it is trying to find the ways that you can make things work. And it's mindset, as you said, it's completely changing how you view things and how you can adapt. That's it. And I, I do feel my heart went out to a lot of people because like you say, we are excluded. I looked in the group and saw people, one, people with families that broke my heart because I don't have a family as in children that are dependent on me, luckily. And I think that made my life easier. But also people who have been running businesses for 20, 30 years who are very perhaps entrenched in what they do. I can imagine that was a ter- terrifying thing to have to yeah. step back. That's 30 years of my life that I'm going to have to reassemble whereas I think being slightly newer to the industry perhaps relatively it made that wasn't much of a challenge and also people with big businesses who had to let people go I cannot imagine how that would feel the guilt that would have been added to already being excluded already being in a pandemic already being ill and then having to feel like you had the burden of looking after other people as well I think my heart really went out to those people and I think that must have been a lot more difficult yeah, I, I hear you. And I uh, totally understand where you, what you're saying there in terms of, I mean, I pop into the Facebook group because they are incredible support system and just yeah. read some of the posts. And it is, you're right, it's heartbreaking. I think also something else you mentioned earlier, which has been really profound for me is that connection. Yes. And it's understanding and making sure that we support each other and still keep in contact Mm -hmm. because actually I've had some I've met some incredible new um, people throughout this year like yourself included and lots of wonderful coaches the kindness and support that I've experienced has been next level and actually then keeping that connection albeit virtual you know we can't reach out and you know hug each other yet Mm -hmm. but has helped massively because I'm very much like you I need to be around people I need that energy I buzz off people but we're beginning to get that across the screen now I don't know how you found that Yeah, I agree with you. It's funny because a lot of people are banding about the term Zoom fatigue at the moment. You've probably heard quite a few. I have, yeah. And actually, I'm not getting Zoom fatigue. What I'm getting is content fatigue when you're in a big Zoom call and maybe it's not the right content for you or you're not getting engagement because you're not interacting. But I think that's not the same thing. I've had so many great conversations on a one-to-one level or even in groups where I've come off afterwards and felt that little buzz yeah. that I used to get. And that's because you feel like you're interacting in a way that's, I suppose it gives you a purpose, doesn't it? When yeah. you're having those moments of interaction. So I absolutely, and I completely agree with you. I have met, in inverted commas, some absolute brilliant wonderful people this year that I would never have met if this pandemic hadn't happened and I will absolutely be both professionally and personally in touch with them probably for the rest of my life and so in that way it's, it's really nice and I think it's just we all need to make sure and take responsibility ourselves to try and get engaged with these types of calls and things because that's when you really get value and you feel worthy I suppose which is what it all boils down to isn't it yeah like having some sort of positive input um, and I think if we all make sure we do have positive input in every call we make in every Zoom conversation, then actually, I don't think any of us will get Zoom fatigue because we're giving something and then therefore getting something back, which is which is quite a nice way of looking at it, I suppose. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's not Zoom fatigue, it's content fatigue. And if yeah. you need to walk away, then maybe go and grab a coffee. You're on exactly. it for too long, perhaps. 
because I'm with you when I'm in the right kind of and typically eight to 12 folk you know particularly if you're in a conversation you don't want it bigger than that because Mm -hmm. that keeps it intimate that keeps the conversation uh, fresh and everyone's engaged otherwise then you do kind of pull back a bit that's Mm -hmm. a really really interesting point and a great take on it actually and it keeps you invested and you're talking and you're communicating and you're Mm -hmm. connecting yeah exactly that's it and it's there are some things that I've done over the last six seven eight months that I would have thought before this would have been absolutely horrific and actually I think I would do again forever for the foreseeable and that's social stuff professional stuff because actually you can have really great experiences when you're talking to people that are giving you something interesting um and so yeah I mean I've had some great birthday parties on zoom (laughs) we've had quite a few social gatherings as well brilliant and then you don't have to get a taxi home or anything yeah. you don't have to worry about oh look oh no it's a 30 minute journey back no none of that I'm absolutely do fine you, do you find as well you actually have more it's a it's a richer conversation yeah. because you don't have the noise in the background or someone hasn't gone off you're actually spending more quality time with people when you're because t- you're literally face to face that's it and I think you get to see a different side of people as well I, I think I found I have valued a lot of things more actually as well and I, you know looking back and seeing photos like I mentioned I value some of the quality time that we've had and it's really been appreciating what I do have being grateful for what we do have you know reflecting again of how lucky we have been despite adversities mm-hmm. and still pushing so yeah it's given me a real different view on mm-hmm. life I must say no I agree with you and it's actually it's a really weird one for me because I am such a, I have itchy feet really badly. And I always have, ever since I was 10 years old, I've needed to travel. It's, it's been such an important part of my life. And I've, in the past, if I've stayed in one place for a couple of weeks, I've felt really quite claustrophobic and it's been quite damaging. But what I have found is when this all started, I just thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this, especially with my boyfriend. He's absolutely wonderful, but we've never spent more than two weeks together right. because I'm always on a plane. So it was a very different experience where at the start I would have probably said to you we're not going to make it through but actually and that's totally down to me nothing to do with him but actually the last 10 months have been our relationship now is 10 times stronger than it would have ever been and I've also learned to be able to take time to not do things and to be inside and to be able to enjoy having that quiet time which had never been something that I'd ever done before would never have wanted to whereas now yeah. I look forward to that time so it, it has been quite a learning experience I suppose and I bet everyone can reflect and look at one thing they've learned about themselves but that's definitely for me I think it's been a case of you can be still you don't have to always be moving around and actually it can really help you build relationships which is quite nice be present yeah I think I've learned that too actually as well I had that worry I used to travel a great deal with work and Mm -hmm. loved it you know really needed to be going somewhere experiencing something new that was almost I mean I still do want to do that I'm not going to lie once we can fly again I will be doing it but I've got a new appreciation of being present in this moment Mm -hmm. and enjoying everything's around that everything that's around me not just thinking oh where am I going next yeah so it's a lovely yeah it's been really lovely actually I must say in that sense Mm. okay so what what are you doing now and um, how can everybody get in contact with you or support you or you know what Good, good questions. Well, actually, it's funny because I haven't actually announced this anywhere yet. Um, I don't know when this is going to be released, but I'm going to, I'll just say it now anyway. Um, weirdly, I was contacted by an old colleague slash friend a few, a couple of months ago now, who said that his business were looking for some new master of ceremonies to present in a studio 
live digital events. So not kind of the digital events we're used to over the last six months that are very obviously Zoom focused or sat down, but very much on stage, auto cue script, people up there, people over there, bringing people from the audience up, all digitally done, but the person is live in the studio. And um, and then he said, do you want to give it a go? So I kind of had a few conversations with them and then ended up doing a kind of bit of a trial attempt to see if it was the right thing for me, the right thing for them. And I have been offered the full-time role. Wow. Yes which um, I haven't told anybody yet. So I am, I guess, a full-time Master of Ceremonies presenter, host, moderator for, for events. Um, oh, congratulations. <laughs> that is incredible. There's a scoop for you, Natalie. Um, oh, I love it. Thank you very it's, much. It's, um, I haven't really told many people about my family yet. <laughs> Um, because obviously I have a few clients that I need to talk to and stuff. Absolutely. But it's, we can talk about air dates, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it works. works. <laughs> um, but it's it's actually interesting because, and when I was offered the job, I felt a little bit emotional actually because it is the perfect job for me because it's very much going back to the performance days and it's about writing content and speaking to brilliant, brilliant people. But also this would never have happened if Corona hadn't happened because I never yeah. would have jumped, jumped so deeply into this digital moderation world that I ended up doing just naturally that would have never presented itself. So it's, it's really mad for me because in a way I feel like I should be grateful for the last 10 months of struggle. And I suppose I, sh- I should be, but then it, it's, yes, it's a really weird one. But yeah. I, start, I start on the 4th of January and I have to relocate. So I'm moving to Bristol. Wow. And yeah, so it's a bit, of, a bit of a change, but I just thought, and I've always said to people, don't sort of, um, be stubborn in what you do and don't say oh no I've invested too much time into this to move paths because actually that's really counterproductive for you but if an opportunity presents itself even if it's not maybe where you saw yourself going if it's the right opportunity and it makes you happy then absolutely take it and don't worry about the time because that's made you who you are right now and so that's kind of the way that I'm looking at it um, so I'm, I'm really excited but yeah that, there you go. that is absolutely marvelous and to, you know what you just mentioned a moment ago about you know having gratitude for the year I don't see there's any harm in that and I think it's a really positive way to look at yeah. things it's acknowledging that it's been really hard in occasion mm-hmm. it's acknowledging that you know you've been through that but actually you're on the other side and you've you've worked really hard because I've seen it on LinkedIn you know and witnessed you when you presented on the the, the master class as well so you put time and energy into that so mm-hmm. it's incredible that you get on the other side and that's a that's really wonderful to hear really wonderful thanks Ashley. no I'm, I'm absolutely trusting you are right and it's a case of be grateful for what's come out of something that could have been a bad situation but at the same time and I hate myself for saying this because I'm not really an over analyzer like this but you feel a little bit like I'm betraying Chloe April 2020 who was so upset having lost everything and working so hard and every day it was a new struggle and I was so angry at the government and everything in between and it just feels almost like I need to bring those two together, be, get rid of that resentment that I had and just be proud of what has come out of it, I suppose. And allow yourself to be proud. Yeah. Give yourself permission it. for it almost, isn't it? Oh, and brilliant. absolutely wonderful. <laughs> this has been marvellous. Okay, so let's do a bit of a takeaway, shall we, from this yes. conversation. What, I mean, you've touched on a few things already. What's mm. been your biggest learn this year? And perhaps a little bit of advice for anyone who's still feeling stuck you know in terms of actually how to move forward over the coming months to we don't really know what it's going to look like and that's been half our battle hasn't it in Mm -hmm. terms of you know everything that's gone on but yeah yeah, what's your biggest learning perhaps a a tip I think there's probably three biggest learns if you don't mind Natalie go for it and the first one is that I have learned is don't be too proud to ask or just talk to people about how you feel 
because I think that has been so important and really helped me get through this year because you don't have to take it on all on yourself and even though other people are struggling with their own battles actually sometimes talking about it together is a really positive thing the second one would be take every day as it comes because every day is different and like you just said we don't know what's going to happen in three months so let's just make sure we're doing what we can today and live for today and tomorrow we'll see if we can do the same thing but there's no point in looking three months in the future to see where we're going to be because actually none of us know and I suppose the third one is just about backing yourself to have the confidence to make decisions that are the best for you because only you know what is really the best for you and it's a case of sometimes you have to be selfish sometimes you don't have to be selfish but trusting in your instinct and in the way that you think you should go is actually really positive and can make you feel okay I I got this in ways where you perhaps didn't feel that before brilliant absolutely perfect way to summarize I think that's really really invaluable actually and believing in yourself trusting yourself and just going with what's what's happening I think actually that is probably a really good summary for 2020 because it has been I used to record these shows ahead you know months two months or whatever and have a real vision and plan but this year it's been almost a bit of a reaction dependent on what's going on because it has changed so rapidly so So it's really running with it no and also on a totally personal perspective being someone who had traveled a lot I look back now and I'm slightly regretful that I didn't do more in all of these places that I visited. I didn't spend the extra night at the Taj Mahal or I didn't go to that little nice street food place or something like that. And I think that's taught me that when I do have the opportunity to travel again, we all need to soak in the world around us because it's so brilliant. And I don't think there's a better education than what travel can give you. And I think when the world opens again, we should all make the most out of that. Because who knows? Let's be honest, this might happen again in 10 years, right? <laughs> oh, no, please. But yes, you are yeah. right. No, it's so depressing. <laughs> but we can look at it the other way. Like, okay, it could. So let's just do even more kind of YOLO. I love it. Thing to say. I don't like YOLO. But you do only live once. So let's yeah. just make the most out of every single thing we do and have as much fun as we can and smile and be diverse and meet people and chat and learn and grow and everything else. And as soon as the world... I mean, I have been away twice in lo- uh, since the pandemic but I plan on as soon as I can going somewhere else and enjoying it. I, I, just on that, you've made me think, because I saw, did you, you did an event, didn't you, in France? I was it did, France? yeah, I was in, in Paris in October, so just last month, um, which seems like a, a lifetime ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a trade show and it was exactly the same as it would have been before, except social distancing, masks and hand sanitizer. And it was absolutely brilliant. And I'm so glad I got to experience it. And I'm also really confused as to why we can't or couldn't at the time have them in the UK obviously they've now said we can do it for a thousand people inside but we'll see um so yeah no it was absolutely brilliant and it was so nice to be in Paris and yeah I have to say I was I thought it looked amazing congratulations (laughs) well done for everyone that was involved as well what do you see just as a final thought how do you see the events industry in the future is there going to be change in terms of how things happen um I actually I, I think after kind of a year or so I think it'll start to go back to normal okay. because we are we forget very quickly don't we human beings um and I think as much as everyone's saying oh let's maintain this hybrid element of events and let's keep this digital side open I think as soon as we can have proper physical events I think they'll open again I think they'll start running I think travel will start to business travel will start to be a thing I would guess sort of early spring and I think we just need to make sure that we remember what this felt like when we weren't prepared and just make sure that we are prepared for this digital world next time it would be what I would say I love that where can everyone find you Chloe if they want to get in contact you get your great support your you know <laughs> mind your LinkedIn you know knowledge and all that yeah. stuff 
No, of course, actually, that's a good point. If anyone does have any questions about anything, then please do ping them my way. So probably the best way, I'm most active on LinkedIn, obviously, which is just Chloe Richardson. You'll see my little avatar with the yellow. Um, otherwise, you can catch me on um, Instagram, um, ACR Events, Facebook ACR Events, or email at chloe at acrevents.co.uk. I've loved this. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been, and I'm really pleased we got to see each other as well. <laughs> Yeah, we made it. No, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And what you're doing is wonderful. And I love the podcast. So oh, kudos. Bless you. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this show, please pop over to seizetheday.simplecast.com where you'll find all of my other shows. Or you can visit me at nmscoaching.co.uk. And from Friday the 17th of July, all of my social handle names will be NMS Coaching. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.